0: All right, everybody, on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, just a, kind of a free-for-all uh, after the events of the last game with the Abs and the Blues, how are we all feeling a day after? We'll talk about that. We will get into Instagram questions. We had a ton of them. There's no way we can get through all of them, but we'll <laughs> pick some and uh, discuss them and talk about them, whatever. And, and something that I wanted to get to was – you always, you know, we always joke about the hashtag #FireBednar, and whenever there's a loss, it just seems like that is amplified, and I just think that is totally unfair. And if we get to it, our favorite Ray Liotta movies, because unfortunately, uh, he has passed on. Yeah. So let's get to all of this and then some. Your locked on Avalanche podcast. Your locked on Avalanche, your daily
1: podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, Avalanche Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Potter, the part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your host, Chris Masselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. All right. Game six in St. Louis. Uh, We all know the events of game five. I don't know about you, man, but I I just I haven't taken a loss that hard in Mm -hmm. quite some time. I feel like, you know, I've lived through a lot of sporting events. So a loss doesn't hit me as hard uh, as the only loss that hits you the worst is the loss when your season is completely over. Yeah. Like that loss sucks because you're not going to be able to watch them for a few months. Very rarely do I get kind of down uh during a regular season loss or a playoff loss. But for this one I did. I woke yeah. up yesterday and I just like as soon as I came to and I remembered what happened after my first my first 30 second like haze that I had to wake <laughs> you know you, you sift through the clouds when you wake up and it hit me and it's like oh yeah that happened. And it just it, it just sucks there's no yeah. other way to say it man it just i didn't i usually listen to nhl radio on on sirius on my way to work on my on my way on my way home from work and i didn't want to listen to it i just didn't yeah. want to relive it for at least one day i know down yeah. the road i'll be able to listen to things i just didn't want to relive it it just it, it hurt that bad
1: yeah, I I woke up the exact same yesterday. I literally kind of like unplugged for a good chunk of the morning. I just and like when it came to like I knew I was going to get on there and talk to everybody on YouTube and reply to the comments and I was just like I'm going to have to relive that game one more time. Yeah. And like I was just it it was you you really felt it and I I've carried it all day yesterday. Think I'll be okay today. You got game 6 to look forward to like you kind of pick yourself back up, and you're like, you know what? This team is okay. Like, we got good players, but, man, that loss. We were right there. And to have it, like, taken away from us in that fashion.
0: Ugh. Well, it's, and it's going to be uncomfortable watching tonight's game because mm-hmm. you're going to want them to get back out to that 3 nothing lead. Yeah, You know what I mean? You are not, as an Avalanche fan, you're not going to want this game to be close for the duration of the game number 1 because it's on St. Louis's home ice so they're going to have the crowd behind them not that that is everything clearly <laughs> as we yep. just experienced but you you just you don't want to go through it again because yeah. if it's close and and you're up again let let's say the abs are up 3 to 1 couple minutes left and you know St. Louis gets an empty netter with one and a half everybody in that arena from fans to coaches to players, it it's human nature. It's just gonna run through your head again. Like, are we gonna like blow another one? Yeah. And on the other end of that, it's like you have to you have to take silver linings and everything. You don't have to take positives in anything and everything. And every single playoff game, you can take a positive front, and and I mm-hmm. kind of commented on that in one of the Instagram questions. So, I think the ads will be better prepared if that yeah. to happen again. If, if the game plays out in a similar fashion and you are in the lead and you're protecting that lead in the third period, you know the Avalanche are going to play a different game. They are not going to be on their heels in in full defense mode like they were. It's not going to
1: happen. They, asked, <clears throat> they got away with it in the regular season, taking their
0: foot off the gas, and
1: we were kind of accustomed to it because we've seen it countless times in the regular season but they have to understand this is the playoffs and the blues are on the brink of elimination. If you take their foot off the gas, guess what? St. Louis is going to keep going. If you don't get to roll over and die and get them in the next game, it's, it's, it's all or nothing for St. Louis. If you give them a inch, they're going to take a mile. And that's what happened in game five and game six, you know, okay, we can't coast. Even if we have this locked up, we can't coast because they will come back. And this is a, something you learn from. You can't, get away with things you got away with in the regular season because we said this a hundred thousand times playoff hockey is different than regular season hockey just sure. as florida
0: yeah and and uh, you know the, the season is on the line for the blues it has been from here on out mm-hmm. from the last game on out that's how they're gonna play for the abs your season's not on the line yet yeah you don't want it to get to that point You want to put them away. So, you know, if if you want to look at it as, you know, the the Avs learned from that, I think you better hope that they did. And I think that they will. And if you're in that situation again, you're going to see – you're not going to see what you saw in game five. I can almost guarantee that. But I just want them to be in that position. I don't want them to be the team that's behind and they're the ones who have to pull the goalie and try to tie this thing up because it's just – and then if, if they do lose this game, you are going to get so many, you know, questions. And, and there's there's people already saying game six is the season. Yeah. They're already saying game six is the season, saying if if they don't win game six, you might as well not even play game seven. And I'm sitting there like, really? Like, you're going back home? Like, I,
1: I've already seen YouTube comments where everybody, there's fans jumping off the the bandwagon right now saying, well, I've seen this too many times. I can't do this again. We'll see you again next season. And I'm <laughs> perplexed and baffled yeah. at those comments. I'm just like, you know, there are more games to play here. Like just come on, just write it out.
0: Going to breeze through this thing. No, you know what I mean? So it, it's, I mean, all the momentum is on St. Louis aside, clearly. But it was on their side when they won game two in Denver going Mm -hmm. back to St. Louis. And what happened? The Avs took both of those games. Yep. So, you know, it's you see this all the time that, you know, the 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 media and fan reaction always gears itself towards who won the last game. Yeah. And I get that. But you have to take into account the team that lost is pretty ticked off that they lost. Yeah, And they are going to change. They're going to make their changes. We've been saying this this entire series is like you have to make adjustments. And, and you know, we'll get into that because a lot of people are, are upset with Jared Bednar. And that always seems to be the go-to argument is blame the coach. Yeah, And I don't, I don't go that far. I mean, it, it, what happened in Game 5 is a, a complete collapse from everybody on down. Uh, but but with, we'll, we'll get to Bednar in a minute. I don't want to get to him now. But I just feel like the, the we've seen this play out already in this series where St. Louis beat you at home. Yeah. I think it's just the fashion in which the Avalanche lost. Just complete meltdown is what people are focusing on. And I can't fault them for that. Because that kind of thing gets in your head as a mm-hmm. player. And it might, again, if the opportunity or the situation is similar for game six, it's going to play through their head. They got to fight through that. But that's just the reality of the situation.
1: We talked about it
0: multiple times. Like,
1: there's no way the media is going to cover this series. And now they are. Um, And now that the media is looking at this Avalanche Blue series, the game that they're focusing on, that had all the storylines, everything going into it... um, They're saying, what an epic collapse from the Colorado Avalanche. This is the Colorado Avalanche's opportunity to define the narrative, take it back, show them what you're made of. Are you what the media is now calling like an epic collapse? Like after Nathan McKinnon did everything for your team, you collapse and you leave them out to dry like that? Or are you the team that had a perfect January, um, was in the running for the President's Trophy, superstar laden light up,
0: like, who are you? All of that goes out the window if, the, if they let this season go or this mm-hmm. uh, series go. You know what I mean? And, and that is what this season will be known as. Yep. That game. Yep. And everybody will, will look back and say that's where it went down and they couldn't overcome it. They need to overcome it. Yep. And I have all the confidence that this team can. I genuinely do. Um, I think because of, you know, you, they still remember their early exits. No, this loss just adds to all of those previous second round exits and all of the motivation. It's just piled on top of the mountain of of motivation for them. It has to be. It has to be.
1: And the words of the wise prophet, Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo, who do you want to be today? Who do you want to be?
0: Love it. So, all right, let's hear from <laughs> Athletic Greens, and then we will get to the Jared Bednar conversation. And I just did some quick math in my head. I think I'm right here. Um, you know, and and with with Avalanche fans, with every loss, just kind of just going crazy and just wanting to throw in the towel, like we were saying. Uh, compared to other teams, there's interesting. St- it's not like I'm, I'm not breaking like uh, the bank here with with this stat. It's just like I don't think it's just something. Somebody people have really thought of
1: so, Chris Maselli
0: uh, stats.com. Yeah, no, it's I, I don't charge. It's free of charge. <laughs> it's not too deep. Uh, all right. But first, athletic greens. Kyle and I have been talking about this stuff for a couple months now. And uh, I, I, I had to take some athletic greens today because I knew my gut was not going to be feeling well for most of the day. So I wanted to test the athletic greens. We know that it's good for things like your recovery and your focus and your energy and your immune system. And I genuinely needed that because mm-hmm. I was I, I was telling myself i was going to be down for most of the day. Let me get some athletic greens in me so I don't feel that way. I think it helped. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I think it, helped I'd, it. I'd,
1: I took Athletic Greens for the same reason this morning because my gut did not feel great. I was like, no. you know what? It's it's time to dose some Athletic Greens this morning, and I felt a lot
0: better. I put Athletic Greens to the test because uh, was not happy this morning. So, no. uh, but it's I, it it seems to work. And with mm-hmm. one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole sourced whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help your, help you start your day right. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health, and, or gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, and it cost him over $100 a day. But it costs you just less than $3 a day when you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habits. So right now, it's Time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, quickly, I just wanted to bring this up because, yeah, whenever there's, like we were just saying, whenever there's a loss in Avalanche Nation, regular season or postseason, it's, you know, doom and gloom. Postseason, it's just, it gets amplified. So far, the teams that are left in the playoffs, the Carolina Hurricanes. I believe that game has gone final. It has. It has. <laughs> so they have lost in these playoffs five games because they went seven games mm-hmm. against Boston and they've lost two to New York. So they have lost five. Tampa, even with their sleep, sweep, they went seven games against Toronto. They've lost three games. Calgary. They went seven games against Dallas, so they lost three. They've lost three to Edmonton. They've lost six games. Calgary, the Rangers have lost now six games, three to Carolina, three to uh, who they play in the first round. I'm dr- uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh, Edmonton. They went the distance in their first series against LA, and they've lost one to um Calgary. Edmonton. Calgary, yeah. I'm sorry. So they've lost a total of four. Mm-hmm. The Colorado Avalanche have lost two. Two games in these playoffs the Colorado Avalanche have lost. That's better than everybody, including Tampa, who swept the Florida Panthers.
1: And I was homeschooled in Alabama, and I can, I can follow that
0: logic. There you go. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you're going to lose games, and the Avalanche have only lost twice in these playoffs, and we are throwing in the towel? stop just it sucked the way that they lost i get it you don't want to lose that way you had it in your pocket and it was let go and one of the other things that people tend to do during these losses is want to throw a ton of blame on jared bednar Uh, to me i look at i'm sorry but i look at the guys on the ice yeah he is not on the like, – he can only dictate to them what he wants to happen. And I'm not saying – I don't know because we're not on the bench. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if he if, – what he told them is how they played. I yeah. can't imagine Bednar was sitting there and he – because he's watching it happen that, you know, that the Blues are just – they're engaging and they are forcing the issue. You knew that was going to happen. I don't believe Jared Benner is just sitting there and saying like, well, I wanted you to play this style. Let's continue to play that style. Yeah. Like, like when you make changes, it's not sweeping changes. It's small little details here and there, a, a line change here or there. Yeah. Like, did they play too much defense? Yes. And I don't think that's Jared Bednar's fault. I I genuinely don't. Like if he – that the guys on the ice need to perform in the end. I yeah. always put it on the players before I put them. I'm not saying I'm not blaming him at all. I'm just saying I don't put him as high as who's on the ice. Cause those are the ones that dictate the game.
1: Yeah. Like you can't, I don't understand. I know I actually do. Sam Gerrard is injured. So we have to yell at somebody and I guess it's going to be Jared Bednar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always when we lose. And it's like the last time we had the Kendall article come out. And now it's Jared Bednar doesn't know what he's doing. You know, we were like, I think it was 90 seconds away from the Western Conference finals. And in, in the last game? Yes. We were 53 seconds away. We 53. Were less than
0: a minute. Less than so,
1: a minute. So, and I, I could guarantee you. There would have been fanfare, a little baby's named Jared, because he (laughs) finally got us past the second round. We are in the Western conference finals for the first time since 2002. This is my puppy dog, Jared. I named it after the greatest coach in Avalanche history Mm. and in 53 seconds. Now he's the worst coach. He's terrible. And yet we were all complaining that he didn't get the Jack Adams. And now he's terrible. We. Like what's? Help me here. Yeah. No, Why? Like,
0: yeah. I, it, it's because of of the. Like, if they had pulled that game out, we wouldn't we wouldn't be having the, these comments mm-hmm. thrown around. We would be saying things differently. Like, man, the Avalanche really hung on there, and the Blues gave them everything, and look how the Avalanche stood tall and blocked shot or whatever the case may be to to get through to that game. Give credit to the Blues for yeah. putting up their best effort, but the Avalanche. Hit him back.
1: Yeah, you would have and, said that top line beat the St. Louis Blues because that was the only line performing in that whole game. Yeah. You would have said the, the Avalanche are so good, that top line was good enough to beat the St. Louis Blues playing an actual hockey game. And that's not what happened, so of course now we're going to blame
0: Bednar. And we've, been, we've talked about it many times, where he's made some of those small changes along the way. And they have worked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and you know, we've done episodes where it's like, yeah, you, you give him the credit for that. He sees some matchups, he makes some adjustments pregame in terms mm-hmm. of roster, and they've worked. Th- this was just uh, for what happened. Like, I think you have to completely put the players on the ice at the top of that list yeah. of a collapse like that. And, you know, you say it all the time how he's like a player's coach and that he lets his players, you know, run the show to an extent, obviously. Mm -hmm. That he has trust in his players. The guys on the ice knew what was happening. They didn't need to turn to Jared Bednar and be like, what do we do, coach? Help us. They they know what they had to do. They just couldn't stop it. So that's just the fault of everybody from the top on down.
1: You heard that from Kale McCarr when he talked about Nathan McKinnon's performance. He said, like, that's playoff Nate, and we let him down. Like, they know what happened. You you don't hear the players talking about, well, if coaching was this or leadership was that. No, that's the fans saying Jared Bednar, he doesn't know what he's doing. The Avs know they let the Avs down, and Nathan McKinnon most of all. Mm -hmm. They know what happened. Like, there's no way Bednar put him in a situation to lose. And, and for the last fifty three seconds he didn't
0: and and that's a good point that you know the the Cal McCarr comments about genuinely feeling like Nate he said something to the effect of like Nate put uh all of us on his back mm-hmm. and we let him down that is another thing that you can add to the motivation factor that's more immediate, yeah, all the things that happened for the past couple of years in the, in the second round that's still in the back of their minds for the players that have been here for that long, but letting down Nathan McKinnon after that performance, that's, that just happened. Yeah. So that's more fresh than what happened a couple of years ago with, you know, in all these second round exits. So all of it, all of it is just, you know, fuel for, for the fire that they should come out with in this game. Um, All right, let's get to, we got bet online and then we'll get to uh, some Instagram stuff. Questions that were on Instagram, including any changes that should be made. That seems to be the question when a loss happens and you have the depth of the abs. Do you bring in guys? Obviously, everybody's going to be thinking of Burakovsky. Is he going to be back? We'll discuss that after Bet Online and our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs. NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right. Instagram, uh, you always get more after a loss. People are yeah. more vocal after a loss, so you're getting a lot of what changes need to be made. Do we make any? Does Andre Burakovsky come back? Do you? I mean, this is all matchup related, obviously. And and if Jared Bednar feels like there's a better matchup, I think he's going to go with it. But I, you know, they had this game in the, in their hands. You can't forget the fact they're 53 seconds away from winning this game. So do you make sweeping changes because of that? I don't think you do, but I'm not saying you don't bring Burkovsky back.
1: Yeah, I was about to say insert Bugs Bunny meme here. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> um I honestly no. No Berkey. No. Uh, we're and honestly, let's let's be let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Berkey has three points. Newhook has one. What are you anticipating? What what sweeping change and what difference is this going to make? Newhook is, honestly, if you're putting the two against each other, you want Newhook and his skill and his speed and his play. We talk about Berkey being invisible and shooting wide of the net. Why, why are we going back to Berkey?
0: Well, like we've always said, because of that potential. Like, you want to get him... When when he's hot and he's so streaky, you just you have to go with the ups and downs. You can't do that in the playoffs. And and Burkowski's played a lot more games than Newhook has. So I don't know, like.
1: Manson has more points than Burkowski. Like I'm mm-hmm. talking like Berkey is down at the bottom, bottom of the playoff points. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. What, you're not getting of much things, of a difference.
0: But is it one of those things where he rises to the occasion? That's a chance. When has chance he all playoffs? I, I, I'm i not denying that. But would you rather have – I mean, who would he replace? If, if you're bringing Burkowski back, who's he replacing? It's probably going to be someone like Cagliano, uh, Abe Kubel, now that you have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Abe Kubel is sitting there with Jack Johnson with zero playoff points. Abe Kubel is not doing anything that makes sense to make that little swap. Cogliano has the lone, uh, shorthanded goal on the team so far in the playoffs. So Cogliano, honestly, he's. Doing okay, he's out there blocking shots, he's being a grinder. Like, mm-hmm. I like him. If you had to move anyone off this the roster we have right now, I think Abe Kubel is the one you move. And
0: yeah, because I, I like the way Darren Helm is playing, he's not yes. showing up on the stat sheet, but that's not what he's there for. You know, he's, he's everywhere, he's a hustle guy. Um, so I, I don't move him, I don't know, I just I it's so tough because I know the matchups are a big thing. But do you go with the, the like you know the best roster for like offensive power, like offensive production? And if you put Burakovsky in there, you're go- it's so weird because like you you would think normally that you would lose out on some defense, but that's been the best part of his game in these playoffs. Yeah. He's improved his defense. Um, but can he handle a, a fourth line assignment where it's a little bit more, you know, greasier in fourth lines or a little bit grittier and that's not his game. So well, he's got fourth line home.
1: production. So if that's how you're going to play, well, that's where yeah, you're going to stay.
0: I know, but it's, you know, he doesn't, he's not a, a hitter or anything like that. So will he get thrown around there. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't see it happening. I will say that. Yeah. I just kind of feel like Bednar is looking at this like we were this close to winning the game, so we just have to make adjustments for that, and yeah. and we'll be okay. So I, I don't see it happening. Um, some people are asking if they should put in Pablo Franzos, and that will, will that's not going to happen. They are riding with with Darcy Kemper. He 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 had a bad game. You don't want a bad game in the playoffs, but bad games are going to happen.
1: We were just talking about how bad we felt waking up and the day after. Mm. Why in the world would you let Darcy Kemper sit and stew a little bit more and let Frankie go out there and possibly send this team to the Western Conference Final and then expect Darcy to be fine and hunky-dory in the next round? No, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. (laughs) Let that goalie go back out there, make up for that game. He's gotten us this far. Let's go all the way with him.
0: Yep. A lot of people are concerned about the second round. Is this like a curse? I don't... I, sport curses are fun to talk about, but, you know, in in reality, they don't exist. It's more of of getting in the heads of, of the yeah. players. I, I don't... Again, I think they're using it as motivation. I don't think... The Avs are not sitting back and saying, you know, they're not throwing in the towel and just saying, like, I guess we can't get through the second round. No, they're they're... And you heard Nathan McKinnon say it. He's like, we wanted this so bad. Like That was his quote. We wanted this so bad. So there's every every reason there for them to come out exactly how they've come out in most of these games against the Blues. Yeah.
1: So, I, I don't believe in a second-round curse. Like, they're not popping their heads in the last 53 seconds. Come yeah.
0: on. Uh, good, better, Befs. Just put up on there. Uh, any changes? that's I mean, and, I, I say changes in not of just of of the personnel, mm-hmm. but in the style of play. And I'm going back to it like I don't think so. I don't think you need to make massive changes in your style of play, with the exception of how you approach the end of that game. Everything else, play the same style of game. The blues have a tough time hanging with you at five on five. Yeah. You have been in control of this series at five on five. So don't take stupid penalties. Stay out of the penalty box, obviously, you know, play, make them play you five on five, throw shots on net, just do everything the same. And then if you can build that lead up again, don't just go prevent defense.
1: Yeah. You go a hundred miles an hour, all game long. Do not stop like miracle style again. Again, like yeah. that's how you want to keep scoring, like do not stop.
0: Yeah. Um some people want our predictions. So I said, you know, the, the the way that the Avs lost doesn't change my thinking or my thought process on will this affect them going forward. I don't think it will. You you it happened. You had Thursday to reflect on it and Friday it's in the rearview mirror. I don't think you're going to see an avalanche team come out and play flat and have like this hangover from that collapse. So I think that they are, are going to be ready to go. I think Bednar is going to have them ready to go and they're going to come out just like they have in every other game this series. And I said I do. I, I fully believe that they can win this game. And five I said, two. I said four two. Five two. Said, you know what? We'll be we'll be in in unison. I think it'll be four to two. They'll get an empty netter from Gabe Landeskog beyond the center center ice line. This time he sends it home five two. So uh, all right, we'll do right. it. So yeah, uh, and then and the the good thing about this is I told people you know just use this as like an outlet. To say yeah. there, there were people just not asking questions, just venting. <laughs> so, uh, I appreciate you doing that. And we did have one person ask, What's up with Kale? Is there anything up with Kale? And do we think that Kemper's eye is affecting him? I don't think anything is up with, with Kale McCarr. I think he's just going up against a better team. Yeah. And, and it's a little bit more difficult to do the things that he wants to do against a good team. That's the playoffs during the regular season. You know, you you'll play a good team and then you'll play a medium team, a middle of the pack team, and then a bottom feeding team. And that's when players like him like feast. And but you get graded against what you do in, in the playoffs against these these upper echelon teams. I don't think he's playing poorly. I genuinely don't. It's just this is the playoffs. It's it's difficult to, you know, and then you have someone like Connor McDavid who's just proving me wrong right now but nobody's kind of mcdavid um i don't i i I don't i think kale mccarr is just fine uh but you do want to see him step up just like nathan mckinnon the other day and as far as darcy kemper goes i don't think there's anything wrong with the eye nope
1: Uh, nothing wrong
0: no
1: yeah nothing wrong with darcy kemper and kale it's kale it's kale mccarr he's not trash um like he's just a little frustrated like that's about it like he's not like this, St. Louis team is playing him different than a team he's faced really in a while. So if you have to face that night in, night out, like yeah, it's going to get a little frustrating, or you're not playing your game your way. But he'll he's going to be fine. It's Kale McCarr.
0: Yeah, I think you know once we get out on the ice if they, if they start well, that's you know you're going to be looking at those first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Those first five minutes, if they're not flat-footed, you know, looked like they don't have tired legs, which I can't imagine that they would. Um, if you can get a goal in those first five minutes, awesome. You don't want to give one up.
1: Nope. That
0: is huge. I mean, you don't want to give a first goal at any point in the game, but that crowd's going to be raucous. And then if you let one in in the first couple of minutes, it's just going to amplify even more.
1: Yep.
0: And they'll be okay if that happens. You got the whole game to come back, but it's just, you don't want to get off on a bad start, obviously. Um. All right. Well, before we wrap up, um, you know, we, we kind of sometimes will – discuss some fun things and movies. And obviously we do our soundtrack with uh, music and things like that. So um, got the news that Ray Liotta passed away. So he's just, he's a legend. He's a legend. And I I figured we would kind of throw out some of our favorite movies from Ray Liotta, not named good fellas because that's, that's the easy one. That's everybody's favorite, but he's been in so much stuff. And the best thing about Ray Liotta is he, he, he crosses genres. He's not just a a mob boss. Like he can do that. He can do comedy. He can do drama. Uh, He he was an all around awesome actor and it sucks that he's gone. And I think he was filming a movie. I think they said he died in his sleep, but he was on set of a movie. He was still acting. Um, So you got some favorites from, from Ray Liotta.
1: Like honestly, Ray Liotta. And it's just the way I grew up. Um, my granny had this movie on VHS, and we watched it all the time. Operation Dumbo Drop,
0: <laughs> dude, and that's what I am saying. Like, he can he can do that. He can play yep. Henry Hill and, yeah. and murder people for for the bomb for the mob, and then you know play like a, a comedy role. He was in he had a, a cameo scene in Muppets from Space. That's right. If you haven't seen Muppets from Space, it's a hilarious movie. And it's a had great movie. Five second clip and he was great in it. So yeah, Operation Dumbo Drop is a great one. Didn't they do a sequel to that? Because Operation Dumbo Drop is based on a true story. Yes. And I think they did a sequel that was just conjured up. I don't think it was. I think it was could... Mighty Joe Young, but they did that too. Was it? I don't know. I, I could be wrong on that, but
1: um, any others that you got from him? Oh, or... absolutely. And the number one, like a, a, a game that Like defined my childhood. Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. Yeah, he was he was the voice of your lead character. What was the
0: name of that guy? uh, Was it Nico or something? Was it that was GTA four? That was
1: okay. That was cousin. Let's go bowling. Uh, Um, That's GTA four. What was his name? I want to say it was like Vic or something like that. Like that, yeah. What a game! But he had like like the Hawaiian shirt and like oh that game, the real estate. What a game! All about
0: real estate. Uh, for there, there's three of them, obviously, other than Goodfellas. That I don't want to throw out. Um, one is, is, is field of dreams. Yeah. Shoeless Joe Jackson. I mean, everybody thinks of Kevin Costner in that movie, but a, a young, like Ray Liotta yeah. playing him. It was great. It's, I mean, one of the best baseball movies ever made, one of the best sports movies ever made. It really so, is. Um, that he played in a movie with Jason Patrick called narc yes Which is great a fantastic movie fantastic movie one of those movies where it's like the, the the kind of like a twist ending you don't really mm-hmm. you kind of know where it's going but it's one of the the, the ending is just you're thinking about it for hours after yep. you watch it so we check out narc and then he filmed the movie at my hometown of Schenectady New York little Schenectady New York they filmed a movie in schenectady you know the movie is about the police department of schenectady and they filmed it in schenectady that doesn't happen a lot sometimes you know they'll film in you know new mexico and it'll be about the schenectady policeman like they film the entire thing in the city um he he's in it um but it's called it's called place beyond the pines i don't know if you've ever seen that movie or not i don't think i have um it's it's really really good, hmm. um, and I'm not just saying it because it was filmed in my hometown. But uh, he's in it. Um, Bradley Cooper's in it. Ryan Gosling's in it. Um, what's her name? Uh, Eva Mendez is in it. I'm going through the people now. Um, there, there's so many people that are in it. Wow. That and and it's really 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 good movie. Check it out. It's like three different stories all kind of come together. It want it's it's all, very like very, Seinfeld. Very good yeah, I get yeah, but it's not a comedy. <laughs> 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 Definitely not a comedy. Um, but check it out, and he's in it. He's in it for like he's he's one of the crooked cops. So, Ooh. Uh, great great movie. Sad that he's gone, but yep. a lifetime of work to go back and watch. And Goodfellas is on like every weekend on like TNT or something like that. So it's Shawshank Redemption yeah. and then Goodfellas. Yeah, pretty much. So. All right, everybody, um, let's all hope for good things tonight. Let's let's put Game 5 behind us, look forward to Game 6. The Avs can do this. Let's not just throw in the towel and say that was uh, going to change their mindset. Nope, they, they can absolutely do this. So uh, we will be here to talk about it. I think pretty sure we're going to do a, a recording after the episode for a Saturday release because... This is this is big stuff. So we'll be back on Friday. And doing Saturday,
1: the Twitter maybe. space yes. during the game as well. If you'd like to get in there and commiserate with other Avalanche fans, mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter and join the space. Yeah.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL for your second listen of the day. Get caught up on everything that's going on around the league. And until tomorrow. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, go.